T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the official radio home of the Chicago Cubs. Listen to every game here on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Opposite field home run, Seiya Suzuki. Live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We are WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. In Odyssey Station. The Score! Bye-bye. Tripping. I'm out of here anyway. We Top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified on tomorrow's show. We are going to talk with Darnell Mayberry. He's going to be on the show. Uh, what else are we doing tomorrow, Ray? Got Russ Dorsey. Russ Wednesdays, Dorsey for his weekly hit. And what else? Mark DeRosa, MLB Network. Going to talk a little Seiya Suzuki. DeRosa. Dero did this incredible video last week about Seiya Suzuki and how Seiya Suzuki reminds him of Aramis Ramirez. And if that's if that's what you end up getting, if you get Aramis Ramirez's nine years with the Cubs out of Seiya Suzuki, you're a very, very happy Cub fan. That's interesting. Yeah, I was I was intrigued by it too. And he was talking about like some of the things that he sees from Seiya in the box remind him of of Aram. So I take that. I thought Aramis was terrific, and I know people give him crap, but I thought he was a great third baseman. Aramis was a very, very good offensive player. Yes, I think you dream of Seiya Suzuki at the big league level having more plate discipline and walking a bit more than Aramis did. But Aramis had a lot of power, and he had it to all fields, and he was a better contact hitter than he gets remembered for sometimes. Was he like an 887 OPS as a Cub? Mm-hmm. And clutch, dare I say that word. He oh, sure yes. Was. He was clutch. He was. I th- your, your clutch feelings are safe here. Good. Okay, good. I, I think so. Yes. Like it's a dirty yeah, word. Yeah, you okay a, with that? Yes, I am a fan of clutch. Yes. No, he hit a lot of big home runs. He had a lot of, from the... From the time he got, from the time Jim Henry made the trade. You know why you're... There, I, there's something to the idea of your heartbeat slowing down yes, in the biggest yes, moments of the I, game. I agree. Humans, Glad humans. I'm in a safe place Call here. it the absence of choke, if you must. No. I was thinking about the human thing. Like, if you're DeMar DeRozan, and you know you're a really good shooter, but you also know that Drew Holiday owns you. Like defensively, numbers wise, and certain real good defenders, isn't it natural then that, especially maybe if it's a playoff time, that 
just the most minute little mechanics of what must be perfect to make your shots every time, even though they are the same theoretically open mid-range looks that you've had, you know that Drew Holiday's right there and his hands are really fast and he might hop up and get in your way at a last strong. minute. He's strong as hell. He might have just just bumped you off your spot just the tiniest little bit. Like, this is what a good defender does to good shooters sometimes. It gets in their head just a little bit and throws them off just a little bit, right? I love, there were two times where Giannis switched on to DeMar and DeMar was doing the ball fake thing and Giannis was like, I- I'll-, I'll just do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Raise his hand. I've got I'll just reach. put my hand up because I don't have to jump. What's oh, going to yeah. do now? And then DeMar was like, oh, damn. Like, this guy didn't fall for it. So now I got to do this, like, step through thing. And he's oh, there still. That's hilarious. It was so great. It's the first, like, mostly <laughs> I'm impressed by any defender on DeMar that can fight the urge to go for the ball fake because it's it's a very effective tool of DeMar's. But to see a guy see it and go, oh, I know what you're getting ready to do, and I don't have to do that thing that you want me to do because I'm seven feet tall and my wingspan's seven six. Oh, yeah, people, so I'm just going to do this. Well, yeah, that's when you know you're that tall and you're that long. Maybe you don't, you've, you've taken that out of the equation as something that you do. It just made me laugh. Like, it's one of those things, like, inside of a game, like, oh, you thought Giannis was going to ah, jump. Ah. As we toggle back and forth between sports again, I don't know why it reminds me, but like I remember very early on in my in my mid days here talking about Carlos Marmol with Len Casper on these airwaves and talking about it and saying, "Man, Len, he he, he's, he drives you crazy because he throws the slider that moves so bad. It's so far out of the zone, but people keep swinging." He's like, "Yeah, they should stop swinging. If they stop swinging." You'd be amazed at what would probably happen in a bad way to Carlos Marmol's numbers, and that's what that's eventually what happened. happened. Yep. Well, and they people put him, stopped swinging. And you could have him. gone up there without a bat yes. against Carlos Marmol sometimes. So, so, do you see the correlation? Why my mind went there? Like to don't bite on the pump fake, don't swing at the slider I, that he's throwing. I'm you. sure that I did shows where I was like, you know, if you just went up there without a bat, <laughs> yeah. with against Marmol, you'd probably get on base. Well. He had the the Latroy Hawkins disease. Great in the eighth, and then they tried him in the ninth, and the ninth inning didn't work. And that's where you get to heartbeat once again and clutch. There is a clutchness to the ninth inning. Oh, as now well. you're leaning into it. I am. Now yes, you're I, going. Well, now oh, that you, you I'm safe the, to talk about yeah, you, you gave me the freedom. I'm just going to let it ride for the next four and a half hours. See, here's the thing about Speegs and myself. We are both, I think, fairly analytically driven. Comma, but we also spend time in clubhouses and locker rooms and stuff. Oh, yeah. So the the human element is not lost Thank you. on Thank us. You. Thank you, gentlemen. Ryan. Which means that Appreciate if you want to have the crazy, how about the program director coming in and then his phone immediately ringing? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> immediately ringing. It's that's a, a fine. Something to learn. $5. Live radio. $5. Live radio. Well, yes, it's time in clubhouses for sure. And also just like, even at the very lowest level of athletic competition. Thanks, Five dollars. It's Ron Coomer. Coomer. All right, we'll allow Coomer. it. Put him on. Patch him in. Fuck Patch yeah. him in. Hi, Ron. Hey, Coom, it's Lawrence and Grody and Spiegel. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I apologize for interrupting the award-winning show. Hey, hey, Ron, is there such a thing as cl- the clutch exists, right, in baseball? 
Yes, it does. Thank okay. you. <laughs> See, that's all we needed. All thanks, right, thanks, thanks, Coom. Bye. Love you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> still not upset you left in the third inning. In, in the spring <laughs> are you still holding on to that? No. Uh, yes, you are. A little bit. Kind of. Yeah. You no, had to catch a flight. He's got the right. He's got the right. It just makes me laugh. Speaks. Well, <laughs> I, I had one of those. And I... It, you had talked about it the other day, and, yeah. the, and the, the memory clicked back in. I was doing a White Sox interactive game uh-huh. when the score used to carry the White Sox. And the reason that I was doing the game was because Farmio had to catch a flight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said to me, he's like, well, 45 minutes, it'll take me to get from here to there. Then we're going to get on the plane. Then we're going to go back to Chicago. Then we're going to start the season. And it was like, he just left. And I was like, oh, because the, the, the thing was, I was supposed to take over like the sixth <laughs> inning and, and do like a talk show. Like yes. DJ and I were going to talk about White Sox. And he left, I think, in the fourth. That's it. <laughs> was it the last game? Of the, was it yes. getaway day? Yes. It's the same thing. It was, it was like the yes. fourth inning and then he left. And DJ just kind of looked at me and he's like, so you ready? Or I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. Here we I'll, go. I'll get ready. And See? It's a great training ground because you know the stakes are low, that nobody cares. You know how the stakes are so low? You're the one doing right. the game. You're the one doing play by play. <laughs> it was that's a lot of fun. You know. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I had a great time, but when you said I was like, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too. Yeah, oh, man, that's amazing. Oh, For the night, Sox need 18 to tie. It's 18 to nothing. Detroit. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Keep the conga line moving. Oh, man. So you never know. Like, that's, I'm sure, Chris Tannehill could rise to great heights in the business, higher than even what he is. The, he's already risen. We just had Tanny Day. It was, la- it was last week, two weeks ago. And what is, have we decided what's traditional to celebrate Tanny Day? We watch uh, gangster movies and eat chicken parm subs, right? I think that, that sounds pretty good. But anyway... Tanny will always look back, maybe fondest of all in his career, of times where he ran the board for Ed Farmer. He literally has a Farmio cap. <laughs> I don't even know where he got the Farmio cap because I would wear one. See? But he has one. And it's those times when you're when you're young and eager and connected to the game for the first time. I was talking to the, the Cubs PR guy, Jason Carr, about play-by-play when I was doing those games out in Arizona. Did you guys know, you know I did those games in Arizona? Oh, boy, here we go. Oh, my God. But anyway, Carr said to me that when he was young one time, Scully, Vin Scully came to Philly when Jason Carr was an assistant in the Phillies office, and he said, you know, I need somebody to run stats. And Jason Carr raised his hand and did stats for Vin Scully for an entire series. That that'll work, right? That plays. And, and, and as as a youngster in the business, pretty cool. He holds on to that memory. Like, wouldn't you? Yes. Get a chance to run stats for Vin Scully. Well, I mean that that crew that used to produce White Sox games when we had them, Tanny and Herbie and Brendan, Brendan, Joe, Joe. They they used to have such a great time because. It's not just what's going over the air. It's also what's coming down the line. Like the things that you hear coming down the line and the recovery to what then goes on the air after the things that have been said coming down the line. Yes. It's a it, it's a good time. Farmio, they've they've traveled to the booth to see Farmio. Him, Brendan, and Herbie. They've they've packed up the car and, and driven to Detroit and gone to New York and Hung out with Farmio in other venues. 
he's a beloved figure. He's, he's the same guy. Our there. favorite back and forth Farmio thing was, guys, what do I owe you? It's like the bottom of the eighth. We're about to get all the reads out of the way, make sure everything's well, Ed, you owe the seventh inning read, the eighth inning read, and the ninth inning read coming up. It's like, guys, I can only do so much. <laughs> When I was doing Cubs pre and post, and there was only one year, I think, that Vince Scully was present for like pregame, there was literally a line of people to see Mr. Scully. Like, there, like you kind of had to take a number. Yeah, he might as well be the Pope. It was, and he would like have somebody in, and then the next person would come, and he was nice and gracious to each and every person that went in there. But yeah, it was his, it was his kingdom there for sure. So it's such an excellent thing to have. Like when you get up into the like inner sanctum of the game mm-hmm. and you start to meet, because sometimes you meet some of the people and you're like, oh, that was a mistake. Yeah. I didn't need to meet that person. Yeah, that's not what couple, I thought. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple of those. That that's ruined for me forever. Yeah. Yeah. But then but then you come that's, across that's knowing that's knowing too much how the sausage is made. Correct. Exactly. But sometimes you meet some of the greats and you go, Wow. He's even better. You're you're like this for real. Uh-huh. Like it isn't just a a thing that you do. You're like that guy all yeah. the time, and yeah. that's pretty great. Well, you know, White Sox in Cleveland. Tom Hamilton was that guy for yeah. me a few weeks ago. Getting a chance to listen to Tom Hamilton shoot the breeze with Coom and and Pat Hughes out there and say all the stuff that they don't say on the air. Going great, Max. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, Tom. <laughs> Very loud, Tom. Forever Max. He's a loud talker. He's an extremely like, loud yes, talker. Very loud. The way he's loud on the air, that's his conversational so, voice. So, so tell me about your team. Yeah. <laughs> t- t- tell me about the club that you're watching uh-huh. here, Matt. Um, but yeah, just uh, just f- phenomenal. Um, it, Rossi broke a little news, I think, with you. I bet Suzuki's going to hit two today for the first time for tonight for the first time. They definitely want to move him up there, and with his plate discipline and his ability to walk. You you want him to be up in the lineup and his uh, lack of flappability as we go back to flappability here. Um, it he's is unflappable. It's a human factor, man. They had him six, had him two, then had him six in spring, had him six uh, or seven this whole season, had him four last night, and he performed. He and performed. I bet he'll be two today. I got two baseball guys in the room. I can have this conversation with you both. Say uh so far, and Rossi talked a little bit about that with me. He doesn't want the information. Right. And I'm okay with that because I feel like he's putting together his own book. Now, maybe that's me projecting, but it feels like to me a guy saying, I don't I don't need a lot of stuff right now. I got moving to another country, playing in another league, yep. not speaking the language. I'll figure it out. And I'm cool with this. Like I'm totally okay with him building out who he is as a hitter independent of the data on the pitchers until until there's a problem. Right. And then maybe he has to go to the data. But so far, so good. Yeah, right? I think, And I think what Lawrence just said makes sense. Eventually, he will acquiesce to that. that like Because he, he will go through a slump, one would suspect, because every player does. So I think at that point, then, yeah, let's see what you got in the binder there. But yeah, for now that I mean, obviously it's work, so how could we question it? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to question at for this sure, point. For sure, for yeah. sure. No, and, and as you said, Lawrence, there's a lot he's assimilating to. And we'll see, man. Some people uh are great visual and experiential learners and don't need that stuff. You know? I, Some I think people it clouds them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Schwarber got clouded because he earnestly wanted so desperately to be a good student and learn everything that was available. And in the end, that stuff was just too much. And there's so much available. So, look, I, I, I think I think it's great. And if uh, if you're Seiya Suzuki, maybe in time they'll start attacking you a certain way and it'll be like, all right, this feels like this kind of thing is going on. It seems Let me like look there's the a data. trend here. Now, now can I go and find evidence that there is a trend here that I can adjust to? Because that stuff at its best should be quantifiable scouting. Here's what I feel like I'm seeing. Let me see if that measures up or not. You know, or like, or if you're lost, what are they doing? And then show me that, and then I'll turn that back into into scouting stuff. So yeah, no, I loved that from Rossi, and loved him um, today praising uh, Ian Happ from the right side, which you saw there last night. He sque- squeezed that game winner through, or that go ahead RBI through on the left side. Um, Hap is uh, Hap's doing a lot of very good things. I want to know if this is for real with Hap because we have seen terrific spurts throughout his for, when he first came up. Sports spurts. That's right, spurts. He he was terrific, and I remember us even saying in the broadcast booth uh, out loud. I think Pat Hughes said it. This looks like a guy who is here to stay that is never going back down again. And he went back down again, and he's just had some god awful stretches. But but he hasn't gone back down since they brought him back, though. right? And he was so pissed when he was sent down. So and last year, towards the, since the All Star break last year, mm-hmm. he was great, and he's picked that up from where he left off. So. Let's see. Let's see. I got to see more from Hap, but I like what I've seen. Speaks, do you think that the – I don't want to – all right, I'll just ask it the way I was going to ask it. Do you think that the environment around Cubs baseball and offensive Cubs baseball is more conducive to Hap succeeding than it was before, where they were, like, super data-driven and it really was, like, we want to look at the three true outcomes here. With they, they're clearly moving towards. We want contact. We mm-hmm. want movement. Is is it possible that this is a better environment for him to turn into a better hitter? Uh, I think so. I think so. He, he's obviously also gone through his struggles and had a chance to come back. Whether it was going down or whether it was being real bad last year for a few months, but yes, I think the atmosphere is better. We touched on a little yesterday. I really do believe that approach is contagious in good ways and bad ways across a lineup. And we knew about those guys who were here for a long time and they were terrific and had great success. And we also knew what Theo wanted. And now you've got, I think, what Jed wants, which is a bit of a a different template. And he has said so. And it's what they're teaching on the lower levels. And you also have five or six guys on the big league level who fit that? Suzuki is a contact first, then power guy. Frank Schwindel is a contact first, and then the power will come guy. You know, like Horner's that guy. Obviously, Madrigal is that guy when the power might never come, but he's contact first. Hap is learning to be that guy. Wisdom's making adjustments to be that guy. I mean, there's a lot of people. That's a lot of regulars right there, and that approach us absolutely can be contagious. I like that you got the answer out of David Ross from Frank Schwindel, why they were all celebrating like they were after his home run to the opposite field, and that they sa- that he said he was going to try to hit it in the air, right? That he was going to try yes. to do that on a day that you probably shouldn't try to hit the ball in the air. 
Unless you have the strength of Patrick Wisdom, of course. What? Well, well, I got to give I got to give Bernstein credit for that because this is one of the things he's like, hey, could you ask Rossi about? I was like, oh yeah, with the the thing that he was doing. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I'll ask him. So I got to give Dan credit for uh, putting that yeah. bug in my ear. Well, Deshays was on it. Deshays was on it last night. He's like something. I thought about, it, I thought it yeah. was a bet. Like I thought that's what okay. it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what did Deshaies say? He said that, that looks like some, something like I told you yeah, or, or we're talking or, about or it. Or I predicted that this was going to happen or somebody, uh, dare, I think he said a dare, like yeah. I dare you to try to do this. So it was, he was close. He yeah, was close. Th- there's something about his face too. It's just, it's such a, such a rubber face a Schwindel has, you know, in like kind of a Max Patkin clown prince of baseball. He's plastic Classic man? way. He's got, there's there's something like, there's a lot that you can read off that, whether it's like a Stan Laurel sort of classic Hollywood mime face. And Teller. Been, and, and there's all, like, yes. with, with Schwindel, it all still feels like dessert. Like the whole thing, like it's just been this magical, every time he hits a home run, it's still like well, a novelty almost when he probably hate me saying that. That's the, what, I thought was super interesting about talking with Rossi today, him saying, I told those guys that they made the team early interesting. because they were pressing in spring training. Interesting. Like like they like they had to try and make the team. Like, no, right. no, no, you're 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 you good. Got, you got a spot. You got a spot. Because that was okay. Because nobody thought it was for real. We're all like, okay, what's this? What's this Patrick Wisdom well, thing? What's this Frank Schwindel thing? Right. We'll D- see. Danny and I talked about this like uh like at the beginning of spring training. You're Patrick Wisdom. You may never get this moment again where you come into a camp knowing you made a team. Like like you you never had it the past eight nine years. Who knows what happens this year with your statistics, your statistics, and where you're going to fit? But you come into camp knowing that you've made a team. This is when you try to make those adjustments, which he has tried to make. And wisdom has been allowed to be to have patience. He started out one for twenty three. Saw the home run last night. Everything he hits now is a double or, or a homer. He's hitting it hard. But he was allowed a, a little runway to be like, you know, I got to make some changes, but this is my time to do it because I've got a roster spot. Isn't this? Isn't that symbolic of this entire season? This is almost like a tryout for the a next lot of guys. Cubs great team. If that is, I don't know if that's going to be next year or the following year, but this is a year in which they can afford to be patient. And Jed Hoyer is not going to tell us, yeah, we're just kind of taking it easy this year. We're rebuilding or whatever yeah. phrase you want to use. But that's what's going on. That's what's going guys are getting tryouts and they're going to be very patient you're yeah. not going to see guys set, well you might see guys sent down but they're going to get to go one for 20 as you said there is something yeah. endearing a texture says there's something endearing about frank the tank yeah, there is there, I agree. there's there, there's a joy in there there's a, a passion in there obviously the effort and you know we've all we've all been like decent at things and not gotten a shot sometimes until we think it's much later than it ought to be he is much later into his career than he thinks he should have to be to get a shot like this. Like there's a there's a moment there in his history that I got I gotta figure out. I think it's um like like he makes an opening day roster. Maybe it was as simple as being out of options. You know? He makes the opening day roster and he's DFA'd like less than two weeks later. You know? And he but he could hit. He always hit everywhere along the way. So maybe it was as simple as options, or maybe it was like I always feel like there's something there where like a manager said to him, "Yeah, you know, you're just you're just not gonna do it," you know. And so I'll, and then I'll find out. Clicks. 
And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. really or, now? Or he gets to an opportunity <laughs> where there's a spot, and then you spend the rest of your career looking over your shoulder like, where is that guy? I just, I hope he's still watching, you know? Something something like that is going on. But, Lawrence, yeah. um, really it's, now. It's, interesting, it's interesting that you would say that, Speeds. <laughs> I wonder what guy you might be talking about oh, there. Oh, no, no. I mean, I have some ideas. Out of, uh, out of, out of I mind. mean, I don't even need three choices. I only need one. <laughs> Lawrence Holmes, you have fun today with your, with your mammoth show. I wanted to hear your big old, big old show. You have fun today during the break. Have Speaks tell you a story, okay, about lunch, about someone wanting him to, yeah, yeah, had an idea, right? He had a big, big idea. <laughs> I know where you're going. Get Somebody out of here. I'm so lost. Causing trouble. I'm so, I, hey, I Causing will take trouble is what you're doing. That's what I do, though. Lawrence yeah. and I just tag team just now. Hey, th- thanks for tag that. team back, back again. again. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, Robert Ori's on the show today. That's coming up at 3 o'clock. Big Looking forward to that. Rob, not Bob. Not Bob. Uh, Joe Skrowski will be on the show, and John Morosi makes his season debut yes. with us later on. So Love lots it. lots going on. And Bears, plenty of Bears with growths. In bears. fact, that's where we'll start after Tanny's Open kicks us off in a moment on Parkinson Spiegel on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.